We're glad to be sharing the ministry of Tabernacle of Praise with you. Now join us as we receive the Word of God. You know what they say, when all else fails, start over. Whoever they is. Y'all know who they is, right? Who is they? They know everything. Who else is they? They, who else is they? Let me tell you something about they that you don't know. They is the biggest liar in the world. They will tell you everything. So be careful of they. Have you ever met those people that seem to just kind of shuffle their way through life? They just kind of ease their way through. Nothing's going on. Nothing's happening. They just kind of seem to drift through life. You ever met that person? It seems like there's a lot of people in our society today that they want to get ahead. They just want to drift ahead. They don't really want to put their time into it. They don't really want to put a purpose into it. And that's what I want to talk to you about because there are also people who go through this world with intent. With intent. They have, a, they have something in their head that says, this is what we're going to do. Pastor Don's going to have to preach from a different source. Sometimes the computer goes, you know what, that, that means nothing here. God intends for us to live our life in purpose. Now, we've heard teaching, we've heard talking, we've heard preaching about what is my purpose? What is my purpose? And it's very simple. Do, y'all, do you want to know what your purpose in God is today? Because I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you, every one of you, what your purpose is today. But first we have to understand something. God intends for you to live life like you mean it. Live life like you mean it. Too many people, Christians, are living life as if they don't really mean it. Ambling. Ambling. Y'all know what ambling is? In, in the country, we just call it strolling. You're taking a stroll. A lot of people are taking a stroll when it comes to living for God. They're taking a stroll. Turn with me, if you would, to the book of Ephesians. The book of Ephesians. Let's begin with verse 17 of chapter 1. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. The spirit of wisdom and revelation. And there's a lot of people that know of God, but they don't know God. Because they don't have the spirit of wisdom, they don't have the spirit of revelation. I remember when God revealed Himself to me. And I'm like you, I grew up in church. I grew up in church. But I remember the very time when God revealed to me who He is. I remember the day I received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You see, the Spirit of God is the Spirit of, re- of revelation. The Holy Ghost is here to lead us and guide us into all truth. And so if you're going to walk aimlessly in life, you're never going to have a spirit of revelation. You're never going to. But God intends for us to live life like we mean it. Live life like we mean it. You ever met that person that lives life like they mean it? It's that person that all, always on the go. It's that person that's always got something going. It's that person that always has something to say. It's that person that's always involved. It's that person that has, has no time for foolishness. It's that person. And that's the person God wants you and I to be. 
I know it's America. I know it's, you know, this is retirement USA world. God didn't invent retirement. You, you understand that, right? God didn't invent retirement. We did. And here's what happens a lot of time when we retire. Bishop's giving me a smile. Eh? If this fits, if it don't. It, so when we retire, a lot of times, what do we? Steve's smiling at me too. You, you getting ready? <laughs> when we retire, we retire. That's really what's supposed to happen. Y'all think I mean, re- y'all know what a tire is, right? It goes on your car. See, I went in a different direction, didn't I? So in, in your life, what you've done is you've worn out the tread on your tires. And so when it's time, you retire. So you guys that have retired, understand that you're just getting new tread. There's a lot of road to go. But what happens in our society is we retire, and when we retire, we, we find another uh, derivation of life. Can I say it that way? We find another direction in life. We've made all these plans. And what happens is you'll find that people that retire, that generally retire in the other direction of this, I'm going to sit down and do nothing. You haven't met that person? I've never understood a person that retires and sits down and do nothing when they've been doing that for 40 or 45 years. I had people that worked for me before. Yeah, they retired on me when they were 25. They sat down and do nothing. That usually goes from retire to fire, but, you know, some of them get by somehow. But I never understood a person that sits back and do because God's intent is for you to live your life like you mean it. Every minute does count to you. Verse 18, the eyes of your understanding be enlightened. God wants to enlighten us today about something, about living life like we mean it that ye may know what is the hope of His calling and what are the riches of the glory of His inheritance in the saints. Let me read that again. Who are we? We're the saints. That ye may know what is the hope of His calling and what the riches of the glory of His inheritance is in the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of His power to us who believe according to the working of His mighty power. That sounds like somebody here is pretty busy. Sounds like somebody here is living life like they mean it. Like it's the standard in them is to live life for everything that it has. Verse 20, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him on his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality, all power, all might, and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in the Boy, there's some names in the world to come we don't even know yet. Let me read that again. Which he wrought in Christ, which he raised him from the dead and set him in his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality, power, might, dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. Makes me think there may be some aliens. That, that's, I got a little chuckle. And he hath put all things under his feet. Somebody, somebody intends for us to live life like we mean it. And he gave him to be the head over all things. And he gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is the body, the fullness of him that filled all in all. Living life 
like you mean it. You know, I, I can recall, if you've played sports in school, in high school, college, wherever you played sport, if you played it, that's the thing, that's the general direction your coach takes you. If you played in the band, that's the general direction that the band leader takes you. If you were a football coach, a swimming coach, if you were a baseball coach, if you were a volleyball coach, they all take you. And you know what? That's, you live, do it like you mean it. Because no coach likes a halfway player. There are those, there, have you ever seen those players that kind of in the middle of the game start drifting? Man, they were making all kind of shots, and the next thing you know, they can't even hit the side of a barn. It's because in the middle, they kind of start drifting. They start kind of floating. They're not into the flow of the game. You know, there's a flow in spirit. There's a flow in spirit. You know, there, there's a flow in our lives. Your life and my life has a flow in it. Understand this about yourself. Maybe to understand what your purpose is, first you need to understand this. When the, the Scripture tells us that when God, before He ever created this world, when God in His mind decided that He was going to create a world, before all of that, the Scripture says, He had you in mind. Not us, you. The Scripture tells us in that, he created you, and the way he, he took, listen, here's the thing about you that's so unique. God took those things that are unique about you and, and the heart, heartfulness that you have that others don't, and all of these attributes that he wanted to instill in you, and then your, your temperament, all of those things. He carefully constructed those things to construct you. And he did that because you are the you that needs to be here today that nobody else can take the place of. We're talking about God's kingdom, God's purpose. What is your purpose in God? You are the person that God said, I'm going to make for this time, this season, because that's the one that I need in this place, and they're the only ones that can do this job. They're the only ones that can handle this issue. They're the only ones that can preach this gospel. That's why you're here today. Understand how carefully constructed you are. Look around you right now. Now, I've got a family right here. I can pick on them because they're always in the front. Maybe they're, maybe they're going to quit coming. Now, they have some likeness. I can see all of them. And, the, you know, if I saw them elsewhere, I would probably recognize that that's the Nilsons. But they don't look exactly alike. They don't. Why is that? Why wouldn't God just make them all look exactly alike? Because they're all different, right? Man, I'm not trying to divide the family. Darren, I'm not trying to divide your family. But understand that God made each one of them in the Nelson family to do a certain thing in 2021. And what they do is singular, singular to themselves. A lot of times, you know, this, I'm going to get you guys right here. A lot of times we want to hook up to mom and dad. And we'll do what mom and dad wants us to do. And we'll go where mom and dad wants us to go. And we'll say what mom and dad wants us to say. And we'll act like mom and dad wants us to act like when God had no intention of that. He wants us to go where he wants us to go, say what he wants us to say, do what he wants us to do, because we have purpose that, that, that we're here today because of that. And you'll never understand purpose till you understand your uniqueness. You're never going to be in the purpose of God. And the purpose of God, by the way, y'all, I'm going to let it build a little bit. 
the Bible tells you exactly what your purpose is. Did you know that? It tells you exactly what your purpose is. It's, it's so cool when you find out what your purpose is, isn't it? You ever worked at that place, and you were, you, you were hired into this, and you well, I didn't quite fit here. Man, I, I kind of fudged on that one, and they thought I was good at this, but I'm really not. Yeah, I had them all the time at Home Depot. Oh, yeah. I, I know all about hammers and nails and all this stuff. And then when they get in there, they go, well, let's see. This looks like a screwdriver, but it works as a hammer. We don't sell screwdrivers as hammers. They're not the same tool. And if, by the way, if you're using your screwdriver as a hammer, because I used a pair of channel lock pliers the other day as a hammer, it might work. Well, it, wor- it worked, but it wasn't the design purpose. And th- you are a tool of God that God has designed you for a specific purpose. You might work somewhere here, but that's not your purpose. Your purpose is, and you know what? If you're a pair of channel locks for God, you're a pair of channel locks for God. If you're a screwdriver for God, you're a screwdriver for God. If you're a DeWalt drill for God, you're a DeWalt drill for God. Don't use your DeWalt drill as a hammer. You'll be buying a new one. Understand the uniqueness that you have and why you're here today and not 15 years ago, 20 years ago, 2,000 years ago, you're here today because there was purpose in the design of God. In the beginning, the Bible tells us that even before the foundations of the world, Jesus himself was crucified. Now, we understand that there wasn't a cross somewhere that he, Jesus was crucified on before the world was created. We understand that in the plan and purpose of God, all of these things have now already taken place because God does not live in time. God does not live in time. I've said this before, I'm going to say it again. Right now, God is with us today. Would you agree? Right now, God is at the signing of the Declaration of Independence. Right now, he's in the garden with Adam and Eve. Right now, he's next week. Because God doesn't live in time. He is everywhere at all time. He is all things to all. So understand that about God. That's why you're even more unique. Because he lives and, and exists in eternity. The uniqueness that you have is that in time, he designed you for specifics in purpose. But he wants you. It's one thing to know your purpose. It's another thing to live your purpose. And many people amble at their purpose in life and never get to their purpose in life. You know, you've heard Bishop preach it and teach it before. You know, we don't live. God doesn't have a time clock on you. He doesn't say, okay, on May the 15th, 1966, you were born, and on on May the 15th, 2025, you're going to die. That's not how God operates in Scripture. He operates on purpose because your purpose was way before your time. When he, when he had you in mind before the earth was even spoken into existence, he had your time in mind, but your time wasn't time. It was purpose in time. Purpose only operates in time. God had purpose first that came about in time. So understand this about purpose. You are so unique in this generation. Now, if you're unique in this generation, just like... There are, there are parts in a car engine, and there are parts that are unique. And you can't take this part of a car engine and make it work over here. It's unique to the engine, and it's unique to the place in the engine. And your uniqueness is here, and if you want that engine to work right, it, it all has to fit together. So not only are you all, every one of us is unique, God has brought us together as an engine here. He's brought us together as the church here. 
And so he takes your uniqueness and my uniqueness and your uniqueness and he puts us together so that we're this engine that's firing all the time. God's engine never runs out of gas. You might run out of gas, but his engine doesn't run out of gas. It's fueled by spirit. It's fueled by purpose. And purpose is the fuel to the engine of the church. When the church loses purpose, that's when the engine starts slowing down. But understand this. God's engine never does. It's consistent and it's constant. So understand you're very unique. And it's a principle that we have to get a hold of. A lot of times we don't want to hear that. And a lot of times we don't want to know that simply because when you know you have a unique situation and that you're unique in something, Who's the only one that can do that job? So you have now a heavy responsibility. So what is your purpose? What is your pur- what is God's purpose for you and your life? The scripture teaches us that it is for your purpose is for God's good pleasure. Your purpose is for God. Now, y'all think jolly, yeah, God's having throwing one up, watch him fall, not that good pleasure. You know, we, our minds get so messed up sometimes about what God's good pleasure is. Because what is God's good pleasure? It's okay. Listen, I know I'm different. I know it doesn't bother me if people say stuff in the church. If it's wrong, I'm going to tell you. Say again. Do His perfect will. Praise Him. Some of us brought God with us today, and some of us came here to find Him. I better say this and just get that out of the way. God is omnipresent, correct? The Bible teaches us that God is everywhere at all times. So how do I bring God with me? It's called relationship. God was here when you got here, yeah, but was relationship here when you got here? You see, some of you brought relationship with you today. Some of you walked in the back door, and you know what? Everything else that, that the life's about this week was, was left out the back door. I don't care about any of that stuff. I'm here for that relationship. But some of us came here bringing all that stuff. What was we think, 90%? 90% of us bring, bring the stuff with us looking for a relationship today. And the sad thing is, we're gonna. Ninety percent of us are gonna walk out of here today with no relationship and a bunch of junk on our back. And we do this every Sunday because we're missing the purpose that we are supposed to be God's good pleasure. You ever had anything that was a good pleasure? I, I, I just gotta. Now it's been it's been under. I hadn't used it for two years. Believe us or not, I haven't used this item in my life that's for my good pleasure for two years. Uh, my boat. It needs an impeller. It's a cheap part, and it's easy to put in, but you know what? There will come a point when my good pleasure is going to take over me, and I'm going to take that boat and get that thing fixed. Now you already started now. I'm already. Can you finish? Good pleasure. What do you think God's good pleasure with you is? What do you think Scripture tells you His good pleasure with you is? Because it's for you. God doesn't need anything. God's good pleasure is for you to live in good pleasure. How do you invite other people? So, what do you do? 
when the boat's not working? You don't have to have a boat to fish. Don't have to have a boat to fish. <laughs> yeah, I've got an answer. Don't worry. <laughs> there, listen, understand something. There is a pleasure in God that God wants to use you, and your purpose is to perform a pleasure that pleasures Him. We're not here as the puppets of God. We're here as the people of God. And what pleasures God is that we love Him so that He can pleasure our lives. That's what ple- Boy, I don't want to use that term. What really makes God go, what really makes God move in your life is when you say, you know what? I don't care what else is going on. I'm gonna... You're my God, and I love you. You're my God. You know what? Here comes the pleasure. The purpose for all of us is in, is in that pleasure that's in God, to live in that. But you know what? How many of you came in through the back doors today feeling all pleasurely? <laughs> I made up more words in this church than I ever have anywhere, Bishop. Forgive me. Y'all have to see Bishop. He smiles, but I know what he's thinking. Boy, go back to East Texas and learn English and come back. We don't teach English in East Texas, as you know. Okay. Pleasurely. If I ever in my life have found out something about God, it's that He really wants me to purpose myself, to enjoy myself in this world in Him. That's the purpose that we all have, to enjoy ourselves. You know, too many Christians, I, some of y'all, I'm sorry, some of y'all, I wouldn't want to be your Christian friend. Man, when I see you, I'm like, dude, stand on your head so you can get a smile going. If I'm happy because things are going good, and I'm sad because the thing's going bad, I have missed the entire purpose of living for God. I don't have to like what's going on, but I can still be happy because what's going on is so temporal. Yeah, Pastor, I've been going through this for years. Don't worry. He's either coming for you. Would you want the, we can, hey, we can end your problem today. It's real easy. You can go on and see the Lord. I don't want to do it because you go to prison for that. But you can go on and meet the Lord. Is that, is that the direction we want to go here? Absolutely not. We want to live, don't we? God created us. We, he is life, and we are to be life. The church, we're to be, that's the purpose, is to be the life of God in this world, to enjoy. I would, you know, there are some churches you go to, you never go back, right? I've been to them, so have you. you why don't you want to go back? You don't want to go back because, man, what a crowd. Nobody's happy. Nobody cares. Nobody, this, it's not about me. But you understand, you know what? Dead is dead is dead. Let's, and alive, alive, alive. There's no such thing as half dead. You know, we used to use that term, but I'm half dead. No, you're not. You may be half alive, but not half, no, you're not even half alive. You're either alive or you're dead. And in God, you're either alive or you're dead. And God purposes in our life for us to be alive and joyous and happy. Do you know why Solomon was the richest and wisest man to ever live? Because God wanted Solomon to be his representative to all the pagans in the world saying, hey, if you come see my God, this is what it's like. If you serve my God, 
This is what it's like. This is how God's, the real God, this is how His people are. Only when they got away from that thought process did they fall away. And when they fell away, they got into trouble. And they would blame God for it. God, you used to treat us well, but man, you treat us like this is terrible. No, it wasn't how God treated you. It's how you treated God. And that's what happens. And God wasn't punishing them. They were reaping what they sowed. Pastor Don's getting deep now, boy. Understand today what God wants us to do. He wants us to live in such a joy. You know, I knew a guy at the church we came from, Spring Tabernacle. Every single week when I saw this guy, he was smiling and laughing, and he couldn't say, and you know, you know what my first thought was, right? This guy's got a few problems. You know, God bless him, but he's, you know, maybe the Lord's going to touch him. Well, that was the deal. The Lord had touched him. He came from a place much worse than I came from. He came from, when I talked to him about his story, I thought, man, I'm pretty good. Now imagine that. But he could not help but smile and laugh when he was in the presence and with God's people. There was a joy in him. You couldn't, you know, if, I, if I'd have tried to knock it off his face, he'd probably just smile with no teeth. You know that deal. Because, man, he just loved what God had done, and he was enjoying because, you know what, he finally had purpose in his life. And that's to live for a God that wants to pleasure him in his life. God wants you to be pleasured in life today. That Listen, there's <clears throat> a birthday party is fun, right? You understand that somebody had to cook the cake. Somebody had to make the candles. So there were people who were working and involved in this. And sometimes the working and the involvement is not always what we want to do. But you know what? The people that make the cake, when mom makes your cake and you sit down and do the candles with mom made the cake, do you know who's the most excited when the cake's cut? No, it's not you. It's mom. She put all that effort in. She did all those things. She gets the most pleasure because she made the cake. And it's, it's doing something for you that nothing else could do. You understand how God wants us to live this is how God wants us to live, church. And if we're going to be an alive church, if we're going to be a purpose-filled church, if we're going to be purpose, if we're going to live on purpose, I'm telling you, I'm ready to live on purpose. You know what? I I'll be 64 this year. I might have two years left, two months, or 25 years. I don't know, but you know what? It doesn't matter. If I'll just live with a purpose and understand that God is going to fulfill, am I going to have some struggles? Absolutely, absolutely. Somebody's got to bake a cake. But that's okay. Guess who reward gets rewarded the most? Yeah. So don't worry about the struggles and the trials because you're going to get the... Y'all stand with me. Huh? What is your purpose? Have you ever asked yourself this question? What was God thinking when he created me? Not, was, not, not the, what was God thinking when he created me? Not that question. But what was God thinking when he created me? Because you know what? God was thinking of something for your life. And when he created you at your birth, 
when, when you were conceived, and he, you know, the, the prophet said that, listen, you, as, when I was conceived, you were there. You, that, that, was your, that was part of, and as I was forming in the womb, you were there, and you were instituting things into my life in the womb, and you were building things into my character in the womb, and you were building temperament in the womb. This is before you ever were born. God did this. And why did he do that? Because God never does anything. Everything that God has ever created has purpose. Name one thing that doesn't have purpose. Mosquitoes, they got a purpose. Maybe to bite you, but they've got a purpose. Everything that was ever created of God has a purpose. And since you are the workmanship of Him, then His design purpose in your life... Have you ever asked yourself that question? What was God thinking when He created me? Because that's going to unveil to you your purpose. What was God? Some, some of you are a good gift. Of, you know, I used to think I could talk a lot. But there are some of you who have got me. You got it going. I'm proud of you. you. You know, I want your trophy. You're good. That's what you, you know what? That is a gift. Not everybody does that. There are some people that can walk up to a complete stranger and in five minutes they're going to have lunch. That's a talent. That is, that's something in you, and there's a reason God has that in you. There's some of you that can look at something and understand it. You can open the Word and understand it. That's all. Why did God create me? What was God thinking when He created me? Think about the things that you... Who in here knows one thing in your life that you, you're good at? You, you know, there's one thing, there may be more, but there's one thing you know you're good at. I, come on, I'm just going to stand here and tell everybody, if you don't, I'm telling you, you are totally lost in your purpose. You're totally lost in your purpose. God intends for you to know what you're good at. He intends for you to know. Man, there, there's some, I couldn't do what Darren does. He's good at it. Did Darren just, was Darren born and with a stethoscope around his, and a mask, was he born? Some might think, I mean, but we know for sure he wasn't. But you know what? God put a talent in him and put something in his life that as he got older, it, he gravitated and the next thing you know, there you are. There you are. Ivana, what you do, you do well. There's the thing you do, you do well. You help people with it. You touch people's lives with it. Here's the problem. A lot of times we don't even recognize it. We don't even recognize it. Because we do it, it's common to us. We don't realize the purpose behind it. We're so lost in the it that we miss the purpose I'm picking on the Nelsons today. I'm sorry, you guys. Yeah, Darren will never come hunting at my place ever again. <laughs> I know Darren understands his purpose, it's his calling. He's a doctor. But does he understand his purpose and his calling? It's not to be a doctor. Now you get it? That's the thing God blessed him with. But there is a purpose, and that is to give people hope, to give them trust, to give them faith, to give them all these things and the Lord that we serve. That's the purpose. Anything outside of that, and you're never going to have the pleasure. 
you're never going to have the pleasure because the good pleasure of God comes as we unfold and unveil Him to others. And I'm telling you, each one of us have that thing that we do that God, God specifically, uniquely made you that way because there's a purpose. And that's to give. We all have the same purpose, folks. We all have the same purpose. We have different degrees of abilities, but we all have the same purpose. It's that good pleasure thing. I've seen some of you open up and understand, hey, you know what? I can do this. I used to not talk to people, but you know, I'm talking to everybody now. Or I used to talk to everybody, now I'm telling them the right stuff. God wants you to know today that in your capabilities that He instilled in you, there's a purpose. There's a purpose. And that purpose is for you to experience the good pleasure. Well, Pastor, I, I, you know, I really don't. Is anybody? Don't raise your hand. Are you in a job right now that you really hate? <laughs> you despise it? I guess I need to raise my hand. Is that? No, I'm, it's a joke. Boy, you should have seen Bishop's face. I know I'm getting a little. I want to catch your attention here. Understand something. When God gives you abilities and you don't like where you're at, you be the best you can be right then because guess what? That, that's going to change. That's going to change. God, if you're, if you're not, if you're not, if you don't, if you hate it, you're coming, and it's going to change one way. Either God's going to grow you into loving it or God's going to gift you into moving forward. But what happens a lot of times in our lives is that we get so tied up in the disgust of what we're doing that we miss the purpose of why we're even there. If you're ready to use your purpose, if you're ready to use your purpose, not your gift, not what you are, but if you're ready to use your purpose. I heard Bishop teach this morning on something that was pretty hard, that we have to love our enemy. Actually, when you read the Scripture, what he taught, we have to love our enemy above ourselves. Love our enemy more than we love ourselves. Now, oh, I thought that was your neighbor. Well, who do you think your enemy is? It's not Joe Schmidlap down at the corner. He may live down there. It's not Ot Coniglio that lives over here. These are my made-up names. No, actually, one of them is my brother-in-law's. But That's not his name. That's, yeah. It's a name he said to me that I never forgot. We get tied up in who our neighbor is because we, our neighbor has to be somebody that we you know, trade with. And, but our neighbor, your neighbor, have you ever had an enemy? That was also a neighbor. Yeah. Yeah. Designed unique for today. I'm just going to open this altar. If you, if you, you know, if you're ready to live your life like you mean it, I've been doing that. Have you? Have you been living life like you mean it? Like, because when you mean it, you give it your all. You don't coast, you don't amble, you don't take a stroll. Every second is precious to you. Every minute counts. Every hour becomes a source of opportunity. Every day becomes a day that will never be here again because tomorrow 
takes today away. Your purpose and my purpose is to fulfill the good pleasure that God wants to send into your life and mine. Because the good pleasure He sends into your life and mine is not the good pleasure that we hold on to, but that we send out. That we send out. God doesn't give you good pleasure for you to hold on to it. You're going you're to reap the benefit of it. You're, you are. You're, you're going to enjoy what you're doing. But listen, the good pleasure is to send it out. It's to send it out. So that somebody else... There were particular ice creams I never ate until somebody talked me into eating them. Best ice cream I've ever had. Somebody just had to send it out. Come on, dude, try it. Come on, man, just, just try it. It's pretty good. It'll, it'll, yeah, it'll pleasure your taste buds. And sure enough, Lord Jesus, in the simplicity of this message, Lord, it's just simply that it's your good pleasure to work pleasure into our lives because of the purpose you've given us. God, we do understand that there'll be, there'll be struggles, there'll be trials, hardships and heartaches. We understand, God, that there'll be happy times and joyous and laughing. We understand all of that, God, because we understand that pleasure involves baking a cake. So help us, Lord, to just realize our purpose today is to take what you've given us, the pleasure that you pleasure in us. Release it into this world. God, we don't want to be like the world. We, we want the world to be like us. We don't want to be influenced by them, Lord. We want, we want to be the influence into their life. That only comes when we live in this purpose that we're talking about. But more than that, God, many of us have under, even understood purpose, but Lord, we've just kind of not, we've just kind of ambled. God, I want to live life on purpose. I want my time to count here, Lord. I want it to count for you. Not a monument for myself, not a monument for me, but a monument for Jesus Christ. That anybody would say about me when I left this place is that he loved God. That's, that's all that counts, Lord. That he loved God. Help us as your church, as your people, to live life on purpose, not just with purpose, but on purpose. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. For more information about Tabernacle of Praise, look us up online at tabernaclepraise.org. We want to hear from you, so be sure to connect with our Facebook page. We also have a free app that you can use to keep up with events or be notified of bad weather. And you can listen to our sermons directly from the app. Thank you for listening, and have a blessed day.